Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Matchball. Hiya, welcome to The Matchball, brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There's a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk. 15%, by the way, on conveyancing instructions until the end of January. levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, usual trio with you, Dan, Michael and Moscow at that side of the table following the 2-0 defeat in the FA Cup against West Ham. How do we feel about that then? Uh, it's hard to get too upset about the FA Cup, but at least we've got something to be angry about with the VAR. That wasn't very magic-y, was it? Just, yeah, it's kind of a shit game, wasn't it? Never really got going. I think one of the, I don't know if it was significant. I think it might be significant. There wasn't a free kick in the first like 10 minutes. Was there not? No. So, unless it was one before I noticed that I missed, but certainly... <laughs> so, there wasn't any, there wasn't a free kick unless there was. Yeah. Right, right. But if there was one, there was only one. And if there wasn't one, that's significant. If, well, there, was, what, if there was just one, is it still significant? <laughs> because normally in the FA Cup, you're looking for that blood on your boots, everybody's mm. diving in, it's a muddy pitch. We got the terrible, um, horrible little stadium part of it correct, but the <laughs> there wasn't really the kind of... Did you not? What did you not Action. see? Did you not see Helder's horrific tackle on? Um, it was Vlasic, wasn't it? Second half on the edge of the box, sickening. Nearly killed him, didn't he? Yeah, it was. It was. It was hard to watch. That. Well, this is it from a, a sort of a romance of the FA Cup, and isn't everything magical and lovely? Point of view, we've probably got the worst sort of twenty twenty two modern version of whatever you can get. Crap VAR decision, a sort of middling B team from Leeds, a game that doesn't really get going at any point. One they live in the end of the first half, two 0 at the end of the second half. Don't like football, and it's like this. I like <laughs> football. But I said to you during the game, didn't I, that it felt like it's sort of that two Premier League teams not really giving it their all, probably operating on about eighty percent. It's not as you said, there, Moscow. It's not a first team that you're putting out there. It's not your first choice team, so it, it's hard to get too worked up about it. But then you know you see VAR, and how many times have we ended up talking about shit like this? this season it's just it's just not fit for purpose is it well the VAR is not the problem it's the actual people operating mm. it which I mean it goes without saying doesn't it there's not a sensible reason on this earth that you can find that that goal should not have been ruled out for offside because Bowen is just all over in terms of being active in play Mark Halsey former referee uh, who's one of a great bunch of lads mm. former referees always enjoyed Mark Halsey's refereeing always, always. big, big fan a great standard but he's even tweeted and said, look, that's just nonsense. As soon as he runs across um, 
Melier is interfering with play. So, when I mean, what can you do? It's it's just as clear as day. They've just, as I tweeted from the Square Ball account earlier, it feels like they just have tied themselves in knots trying to find reasons to be clever and how they apply the rules. It's like it's really obvious he's interfering with play. I mean, really, really. It's obvious. quite telling that at halftime when they spoke to the Germains on ITV that both of them basically went, "I, I don't know why it's not off, why that's not giving given us offside," and that's yeah. people with like I don't know, they've had a thousand and plus games between them and they're both looking at it and going that's offside isn't it and yeah. that's probably all the wisdom you really need on a offside as a rule is there for a purpose isn't it it's there to stop goal hanging and, and what have you and it doesn't need to be the, it doesn't really need to be as complicated as it is because I'm sure they'll come out and explain something about phases of play and how yeah, he wasn't interfering he and then he became he active and, then he, yeah. and by the time he Bowen went for it it was a second phase there'll be some sort of shit like this but actually it just needs someone who understands the game to look at it and go well yeah, obviously. Yeah, when he's offside there and then he tries to get the ball off the goalkeeper. Yeah, so yeah. he's giving himself an advantage by being in that position in the first place to get to the ball, uh, which he didn't touch, fine, but he's interfering with Melier who couldn't... He only didn't touch it by like mm. a centimetre. He swung it, his boot at it. It's down to like a fluke that whoever the other player was, was it Bowen? I can't remember which way around it was or was it Lanzini who was on the ground? I can't remember. Anyway, the one who just touched it away from the offside player who I think was Bowen. I think it was Vlasic who was on the floor. Right. He just touched it away mm. before Bowen came in and, and got the ball. And so because they've got the frame by frame, they can go, oh, well, look at that. He got he, In this frame, he's touched the ball just in front of him. So not offside because he Bowen didn't touch it. But Bowen was trying to touch it and his attempt to touch it involved trampling on Ilan Melier's face. And he was only able to get close enough to Melier's face from being offside in the first place. So just whistle up and say that's not a goal. Yeah. The, the fact it took them so long to decide, it really does suggest that they were trying, they were sort of trying to look at rules and going like, well, they're if, trying to be clever. If yeah. that we could say that that is this, and then that's uh, just, there's, it, there's always the the route to the not the easier decision, but surely there's an, an instinctive feeling of the the best decision here, the one that's obvious that comes to mind is no goal because he's offside and he's interfered with play. And then I don't really understand what the the reason is or the the route that you then go through all those replays to find a reason why that can't be the case. Mm. Like it seemed that would be fine. And I think I don't. And yeah, I guess what I mean by the easiest is decision is what's going to generate the most post-match controversy. And I don't know if David Moyes had that goal been disallowed would have been as annoyed as, I mean, Bielsa won't be, he'll just be fine <laughs> with it. But as um, Leeds fans would be about the goal being um, allowed. It's mm. kind of which one is is going to be the most, the one that's going to have everybody. It's going to have the two Germains going, they're going, well, that's not at all what we're expecting. I think that's the thing is when so many people, Mark Halsey, the Germains, every sort of right-thinking human being who was watching the game thinks, oh, that's probably going to be... I suspect yeah. even Moyes, if asked about it, if pressed on it, will be kind of going, well, yeah, exactly. we've, we've got a bit lucky there. Yeah, and if the goal was ruled out, he would have to then sort of come up with a reason why Bowen had not interfered. Mm. And the default would have to be he's like, well, yeah, you can see quite clearly he was offside. And then, you know, Moyes would then have to argue that the other player has flicked the ball slightly away from him just before he got to it. And I don't think even with a straight face, he would be able to do that. 
No, we don't, we don't need to spend too long on it because it's just so obvious, isn't it? That well, there's we, so much other good stuff to talk well, about. Well, but there is there is stuff to talk about. I mean, I've, I've got notes on predominantly sort of the the junior and under twenty three players. Uh, tw- they're not called juniors anymore. The under twenty three players. Juniors called junior. Yeah, in the, in the Pontins League. Yes, that's the one. Um, like Yelda, I thought was uh, was good today. I thought really, really impressive. And again, given that we're losing Urente for this fixture next week, um, he looks like a very able deputy. I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, I thought defensively was very good. He we, did, we were he, laughing about his passing, weren't we? They did. There was one bit I made a note. I think it was seventeen minutes where him and Melier just Melier just kept kind of giving it to him and going, "Do something with it then." And then he had to look around and go, "Oh, can you you do it instead? I'm new. It's my first day. Let's <laughs> let's let someone else do it." But he was. I thought it was he was very solid. He, his in the build up to the their goal actually, his initial challenge was very good. Um, and he he was mm. they're quite physical at West Ham as well. I thought he did very well. He did really well to get back in and get that tackle in. Um, that then sent the ball free for uh, for the offside goal to be happening. I thought he did a better job of dealing with Antonio than Llorente, mm. which um, what Llorente brought to that battle was humour. I, <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I was talking last week about the way Chris Wood shrugged uh, Llorente off, and there was a lot of that, except it was more a kind of a... Um, it was almost the point that Antonio's carrying him. Mm. Uh, you know, when somebody... Get climbs on your back and you have to run in like a human a, backpack. It reminded yeah. me. It reminded me of playing with the kids when they sort of jump on you and you kind of yeah. Uh, you'd you, be a big dinosaur. Yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. sort of stuff. Because he, he he kept sort. Of, he didn't shy still, away. I still from do the, it with my dad now. He, he didn't shy away from the physical battle, no. did he? Rente. He just never won it because he'd like he'd like just he'd go up to. He's like right. I'm going to get him this time. And then but then you. I noticed how small Antonio's name looked on his back because he's. Shoulders of such a width. Like, has he got a smaller font on or something? Yeah, like it looks it, it's, it looks tiny in the middle of in the middle of his enormous shoulders. But yeah, every time he tried jumping on him, he just sort of shrugged him off and, mm. and went past him. But he's difficult, isn't he, Antonio? Mm. I think it's fair to say. Now he's, we've he's, just, he's a good player. Now we've just dealt with something actual, genuine, and footballing. Can mm. I bring another petty grievance? Do you remember your book of petty grievances? I do, yeah, we should probably resurrect. If you're a long-term listener of the podcast, we should probably resurrect that mm. the uh, Moscow White book of petty grievances. Do you still have it? A, uh, yes, I do, and it definitely has a. A new life in the Premier League. Yeah, it was just a book that we noted down all our petty grievances in, didn't we? Um, anyway, I want to moan about ITV's commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, the commentator today was Seb Hutchinson, uh, or as we could call him, Deb Butchinson, because he seemed to just make up the a lot of... Little glicky. Yeah, well, that's not glick, is it? It's yeah. click. Well, it's not, and that's, Shut you up. know. <laughs> we always get it wrong, but I think it's okay for us to call... I think it's supposed to be cliche. I think when Matthews has talked about it on... Uh, Twitter. There was one. Bless you. I remember shortly after he signed, there was a debate about how Matthews pronounces his surname, and he tried to explain it to people through the medium of tweets, and it just became even more complicated as he had all these sort of phonetic spellings. I think it's technically it's like cliche, but it's not Glick, and we're all right calling him Click because he's our mate. Mm. Like as Leeds fans, we can call him what we want in the, the spirit of just well, it's Clicky, and his, his nickname we know is Clicky with with a K, two Ks. Nobody calls him Glicky. It's, it's with a C on Twitter anyway, but close enough. How do you mean? Isn't it, he calls himself Clicky with a C on Twitter. Oh, well, okay. this is but, pronun- but we call, as you said, don't matter. We call it's him the same want. noise yeah. out, but, of, but, uh, out of the mouth. But Reb Cutchinson, mm. well, the other one I enjoyed doesn't from have him the right. Stay was, in your lane. Uh, my other favourite moment was when um, Melier collided with Furpo, and he said, "Oh, collision there." Melier through Furpo, accidental. But <laughs> thank you for, for clarifying that, that. I was worried for a time. <laughs> well, it would be. Even, I've seen enough. I'm taking him out. If Melier just suddenly decided he was going to try and spark um, 
purple out for no reason. So it's good if uh, been watching some old um, Scott Wharton videos. It's good if old uh, Bleb to point out <laughs> that uh, there was there was no malice intended in Melier's <laughs> tackle on his own own left back. And uh, although it did do some uh, damage, for yeah, going, I was going to say the half, you know, double vision. Mm-hmm. Was it double vision? Was just saying he was. He, it was either that or his eyes were going from side to side. It was hard to tell what he was indicating. This guy's. Um, I should have brought me old uh, my googly eye glasses in because you had some of that going on. Either that, or it was the um, Biker Grove episode. If that is concussion, though, is um, he out for two weeks? That's a couple he? of weeks, right? Isn't it? It's going to be hard Enforced. to argue it's not because um, because of all that. You could sort of we mm. could say, well, no, we didn't use the concussion substitution. We don't have to enter him into the protocol. But then everyone would be like, well, he he didn't look. Um, it wasn't a leg injury. It was slightly yeah. confusing the sub situation, wasn't it? Because we weren't sure whether that was the um, the concussion sub, and then mm. we just kept making them. We're like, how many is that now? Are we uh, are we put the limit? Yeah, we we were. Are up. we doing a Stuttgart here? It's a, a five sub game in the FA Cup, which I don't like. I prefer three. I think changing half a team um, is too many for me in this modern game. But that's probably a wider discussion. What did you make of Bate in the first half? Fine, wasn't he? Yeah, he looked good. He's good at. Um... I don't know if I had anyone as good at pointing since Kilkenny mm. left the club. Really? Is that a... Loads of that running around the pitch. What, Here, what, was, what was he pointing at? Telling people where to go? Where to pass it. Right. Put it there, right in front of me. Put it over there. Doing that. Have you, have you ever delved into sort of the pointing aspect of coaching? Um, no, I've not, uh, no, I've not actually. Well, Do you think I mean, so it's so kind of... long since it's been a, a feature mm. of Leeds United's game. Yeah. Is, it, it is was... there another string you could add to your bow maybe? I'll, as a I'll, coach? Have, to, I'll have to see if Neil's um, available for a, a some consult- Maybe some consultancy work He's, or something. He needs to brush up on the whinging because Neil's mm. very good at the whinging as well. I mean, the Hill Kenny brought that to the absolute zenith when he pointed and whinged at um, Ken Bates after he came back with mm. uh, Bristol and scored against us and ran to the West End. It's probably the only time an opposing player has, uh, has goaded a Leeds United crowd and everybody in the league and I cried, go, go on Neil because he was uh, directing all this um, bile straight at um, Bates who as we know despite the Chelsea connection is no relation to Lewis Bates who um, or Ken Bates that's probably one of the bright spots of today because um, we've been wanting to see Bates in the first team at some point and wondering there's been a lot of people wondering why um, Bielsa seems to never use him despite praising him and he, he answered that uh, question in a press conference about it when he said you sound like his uh, his parent or agent, um, and it's always just been the suspicion that he's weak. Mm. He's you know he's not a strong um, boy. He's got to do the the Joffy diet. We saw when um, <coughs> Gelhart signed, and he was a little slip of a thing. And then this season, it wasn't a little slip of a thing. He was a bit of a, a bulky boy, if anything. I think with with Gelhart, I think it was that he was a bit he was a bit doughy. Mm. <laughs> anyway, he he. And there's nothing wrong with that. He had some fitness. Uh, um, <laughs> things to work on to improve to become that standard and, but it's good to see him in the team and against what was a strong West Ham side I thought it looked um, very good and it's kind of um, maybe his 15 years of glory at Leeds will end in the Champions League we um, we do stream these live on YouTube for our TSB Plus members uh, one of which is Zach who's pointing out quite rightly that Furpo is suspended for next week's game anyway yeah, of course he is. So it's, it's fine. It's, he, he can have a head injury and it's all okay. Somebody has some is knowledge. He? I can't remember. No, he is. Yeah, it's Furpo and Urante are both mm-hmm. injured. Thank you, Zach. I'm glad somebody's keeping up with what's happening in the world of football. Um, and Drame, he came on uh, when we thought we'd had 15 subs by that Greenwood, point. you not mentioned Greenwood yet. Well, we'll get to him in a minute. He's next on the list. But um, Drame, I was going to say, was booked for having the crime of having feet, I think, at one point, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yeah, I think that was another zero contact 
mm. foul that was given. And he was I mean, you, you, you well. described West Ham as physical before. Was it you, Moscow? One of the two of you. And I was going to say they were only physical up to a point because they were going down like a bunch of whinging little twats, weren't they? Mm. But he was mainly he was mainly Vlasic who was doing that because he did another one when some of her laid a laid a finger on him in the. Um, kind of left corner that as is well. One, that is one thing that's sort of symptomatic, I think, of teams in the Premier League. And West Ham are no, no different to many other teams in this. Like, you saw Wolves try to, you know, game the system. And they know exactly, if there's any contact, the slightest bit of contact over the go, because they know they'll get it. They can buy it from the refs. They know exactly how to run the refs. And I do wonder sometimes, I do fear that we're maybe a little bit naive in that regard. It's a bit more streetwise. Cheat, I, cheat more. I, a bit more cheaty. Yeah, because yeah. Somerville, after he'd um, given that free kick away, which was, there was nothing in it. Then he was kind of tapped in the other corner and stayed on his feet. And it was actually brilliant. It was, he started dribbling into the penalty area when anything could have happened. But it is the, um, the way that all the other teams play. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, we've had a steward's inquiry. Paul's saying he thought it was Urente and Roberts, not Furpo. So we might be wrong. We might have to backpedal her. Uh, I don't think I don't think it was Furpo. Anyway, he's going to be out next week, regardless, any by the looks of it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, which means Dallas can move position again. <laughs> which <laughs> we had eleven Stuart Dallas's today, didn't we? Oh dear! Every every change, just as you think you've got him settled in a position, he starts moving again. Uh, what did you make to drama then, just to close that one out? It was fine. Did all right, didn't he? It trying, didn't look, I'm, trying, it didn't I'm look, trying to remember anything that, that happened. Well, he didn't look quite as rabbity in the headlights as he did maybe when, uh, well, he obviously he looked a little bit like that against Arsenal, getting caught on the wrong side mm. a couple of times, albeit that's against Arsenal. Who I feel like West Ham were actually quite a good side to play with a, a bit of an inexperienced mishmash of a team because they're a team that plays in quite a controlled way. Like I don't feel like they're going to beat many teams like 5 or 6 nil because they're just quite organised and structured and they're not going to take risks in the same way as, uh, you know, as someone like Arsenal might but they also might happen to spank you in the first half we've had Bielsa's comments have just come in now which we'll get to but let's do um, to Greenwood first what did you make to Greenwood he was, I thought I thought he linked up okay while never really having any end product or final ball I, I don't think you can it was a solid sort of 6 out of 10 I think felt a bit sorry for him why because we just kept putting balls into the box and they've got massive centre backs and Greenwood's about what is he about 5 foot 8 5 foot 9 or something he's not going to win any headers anyway and they're just Particularly not when the it's but there weren't ever crosses where we had them stretched and he was able to peel off at a back post or anything. It was him stood fairly static in the box with a load of defenders around him and us occasionally putting a ball in. It's like, well, what do you expect? And he, I mean, 
I thought he was all right. Yeah, it was the Arsenal game that I think, was suspended for, by the way. I think um, he can. you can see why he would be behind both Roberts and Gellhart, is what I would say from that. Mm. But that's no great no great crime on his part. Mm. It's the nature of the beast, isn't it? Um, Bielsa's comments then. Uh, it's better to accept the decision of the officials, even if they jeopardise us. Okay. That's about as critical as I think we've ever heard from Bielsa. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's, I don't think he means it in a crazy critical way does he I'm sure when we hear the full quote it'll it's almost be like just, a what can you do about it well no it's just like even if decisions are going against us it's better not to criticise them whether it's in our favour or not and I'm, I don't think he'll be it's, it, you're uh, you're hearing the, the, the voice of Gary Monk in that yeah. I think which it would be you know you know, better for the group to accept the, uh, the decision of the group of uh, officials even if uh, when we put it on the pitch they, uh, they jeopardise uh, the group which, which would mean, you know, that was a stupid decision. I just wanted to say, whereas Bielsa, he'll be doing his standard thing of whether it's in our favour or not. Just don't talk about the officials. Just accept the decision and move on. And it's uh, hard to manage, says Marcelo. Nine players being missing, including Bamford. Um, obviously, we've got four players who cover two positions who are all out. Forces us to be very careful. Um, on the Bamford injury, we've now learned that he recovered from his hamstring injury and he was going to play, but he did get that knock um, after the press conference. Uh, a knock underneath his hip. I don't know if it makes it sound like Underneath he, his hip. Um, does that mean in, an internal knock or does it mean lower down the leg? It says, could have been prostate exams or something. <laughs> no, did you get, okay. Well, You've got a bit in a bit much there, Doctor. Front or back. <laughs> Somebody mm. need him in the bollocks. Mm. That would be an injury yeah. underneath the hip, wouldn't it? So it was um, abdominal, wasn't it? Eddie and Ketia's. Uh, well, yeah, twisted abdomen, twisted yes. abdomen. both of them, mm, mm. twisted round each other, the hanging abdomen, <laughs> abdomen that he had issues with. <laughs> uh, um, Neil Kilkenny's still playing, by the way. Oh, okay, right now, yeah, well, possibly. Yeah, Western United Football Club, managed okay. by John Aloisi. There you go, get him back. Yeah, it's it's hard work in it having nine players injured. Mm. Yeah, and I think we saw some of that in um, the Greenwood's performance where. He generally doesn't play as a nine in the other 23, so he's a 10 and it's Gelhart who's the striker normally. Wasn't he signed as a nine though, Moscow? Well, he's just a four. He can do it. He's young enough to do anything that he puts his mind to apart from score against West Ham and he did look a little bit lost up there as well. And I think in the closing stages when we had Drama and Somerville down the right-hand side who are absolutely superb in the under 23s, but then you saw Somerville when he tried to play the a little pass through to Harrison and it was just kind of it was it so I'm just, wasn't... just throwing seven up down myself okay sorry carry on um, <laughs> and then Drama tried to play one down the line as well to click and just kind of over hit it in a way that a, a young player on his second or third um, goal is going to happen so there was just it's one of those things where you, you can understand why Bielsa is reluctant to give in to the, the claim sometimes like why isn't Bate playing it's like well because at his age, he's more likely to make those kind of mistakes than um, Click, who makes them all the time anyway. So maybe that reverses it anyway. Um, on to more of Bielsa's comments, just returning to the injury, actually. Um, just watching these come in live at the minute. It isn't clear what Bamford's injury is, but it's not muscular, so it could be the prostate. Why do we have to get these mysterious injuries? It's like with Rodrigo and um, Strauss, isn't it? Where they're just He's just kind of going, well, they're very odd injuries. We'll, we'll find out eventually. I noticed today when um, it, it was, turned out it was fine, but when Click just kicked a football out of play and then looked injured, it's like, how's, inj- how's he got injured from this? It just feels like, at the moment, that we can't do anything without people getting injured. Yeah. I do, uh, I'm quite, enjo- well, enjoying, Bielsa says that, um, or Adam Pope is reporting it as, a teammate fell on Gelhart's ankle 
which is a week on from a teammate falling on Charlie Cresswell's mm. shoulder. And ordinarily, I would point the finger straight at Gianni Alioski under these circumstances. But if there was going to be one benefit of letting him go, it would surely have been uh, an end to this kind of um, roustabouting. <laughs> That's a good word. I like that. I'm not um, sure it's the right word, but it's uh, it's all I've got. Yeah, die on that hill, it's fine. Um, Bielsa sort of suggesting they uh, they were slightly more dangerous, West Ham, and probably unbalanced deserved it. Would you agree with that? You know, in light of everything? Probably. It, if it, when I said at the start it was a crap game, it's because it felt like when both teams got to the final third, neither really had any particular cutting edge. They, had, they did have better chances than us. Uh, I loved and will always cherish and respect Ryan Fredericks for <laughs> uh, going down the line with about three or four players all lining up on the edge of the box, any one of whom, I don't know, I can't remember who they were, but if we assume Bowen is involved. Um, I think Rice was one of them. Yeah, he's he's got a, a shot on him, hasn't he? There's enough players there who would have just absolutely smacked it straight in the net. And he's like, nope, I'm going to take this to the most difficult yeah. angle possible and smash it across the goal. We were also sat, there, sat here going, why didn't he just pass it to his mates, even though it was for West Ham? You're like, you're like what's he done? He showed an angle from behind the goal and they're all of them just stood yeah. with their arms wide open, just like... Any chance here? Greedy bastard. So well in Fredericks. And then we did have, um, we maybe had the better chances in the second half when it got desperate towards the end with the ones of, I suppose it was a bit earlier when um, Click, the dropping ball that he shot, he shot yeah, really, didn't he? Well, I think he did the right thing of just like ping this into the six yard box and let's hope we get lucky. But he forgot that he plays for Leeds so we don't get lucky. And um, it kind of hit, it was a bit of James and a bit of Harrison and neither of them had time to kind of, you wouldn't hold anything against anybody in that situation because it was fine for, click to ping it in and um, too soon for either either of them to kind of trap and, and score and then the other one was it was James wasn't it was it? James again where it got cleared just in front of him was it a Jackie cross it, I think it was yeah it could have been I might have been Dallas actually I can't remember at that point but it went Everybody through the one that bounced off him it, 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 it went through the defender's legs didn't it mm. which was right who was right in front of him so he wasn't expecting it to get through obviously so it, by the time he did he was his feet roll wrong. Just bounced off his ankle, didn't And it, we right? should have been given extra time anyway just for sending Melier up. Yeah. Mm. Should, as soon as that happened, the referee should have said, yeah, you can have a goal for Endeavour. Yeah, because then... But instead, West Ham got a goal. They got their second. I'd, I'd remarked on that in that second half. So we'll end up pushing forward, trying to get an equaliser and they'll score a late one just to confirm a 2-0. Although you were adamant we were going to win right up, in, up to uh, up to when they scored their second, Moscow, even when we were 1-0 down. I'm very optimistic. Yeah. I, I, I like it you. when Leeds win, so I was hoping something good would happen. Does Bowen always score against us? It feels like it. Yeah, it feels like he's kind of a there. modern Alan Shearer. It's all revenge for us not signing him because there was the um, it was that the January when he went to West Ham was being talked up as the January when he was coming and I think we did mm. get involved in the bidding but I suppose Premier League. They paid like 20 million quid for him, didn't they? Whereas I think we were offering like a five quid for a loan and then we'll sign him at the end of the season if we go up and then we'll pay you another 20 quid. And But even at the time, yeah. there was a... Um, there was the Dan James window, wasn't it? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah um, Which obviously went well. But at the time, well, we got him now. There was a an element of not wanting him anyway because of how annoying he'd been uh, for Hull against us. So there was... Uh, I, I don't mind us not signing him. Um, even though he is now turning out to be quite good. The whole um, FA Cup kind of dilemma is laid bare in the comments that he's made, Bielsa, in the post-match, saying he didn't want to play a full team of 23s because people would claim he didn't respect a historic competition. But that suggests that there was a temptation. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what to make of it. I've been looking at other results and choosing to believe what was for the best, which is un- unlike me. But like with Burnley losing, I'm kind of thinking, oh, good, that'll really damage their confidence. But then Everton winning, I'm going, oh, good, more games They're busy. <laughs> 
So I don't know. I, I don't know which way is the best. I, I'm. It feels like a nice, respectable exit. Yeah. It, it, in, many, to, in many ways, it's the perfect exit if you're going to choose one, isn't it? It's going to be like ninth on match of the day. Is this probably because it's like there's no real story there? It's just no magic of the cup. One, not like, one not team like in, in our extra ball buttercup, by the way, which exactly. subscribers will enjoy. One team that is above another team in the same league beats that team with a home advantage in a weekend. So it's just it's it's nothing. Meh, it's nothing, isn't it? Like, yeah. well, like next week if we came close to getting a point or got a point point's going to feel good next week isn't it we'll mm. feel I think I think maybe even a point next week is going to feel equal to a victory today if we're going to go down the, these things even themselves out as well maybe a, a, a nice VAR decision well my fear about today was that we'd win today so then we wouldn't be allowed the, the fates would conspire to not allow us to win next week but now by losing today we've given ourselves a chance next week mm. and also um, West Ham are playing midweek against Norwich um, which they're not happy, happy. Which they are not happy about. Moyes was having a a pre match moan about that being it's a rescheduled COVID match. Um, so they have to get through that while we who are they playing? Sorry, Norwich, Norwich, uh, who will obviously be a stern test. And um, but we have to just uh, just concentrate on knocking the shit out of each other in murder ball. Would you maybe stay down there, take the lads on a little bit of a tour of London? No, got, it's, a, got, it's a horrible place. Spend the least time there. As you possibly can. Oh, there's that big, big wheel thing by the Thames, and you could go on the. Uh, there's the a big natural... wheel in Vic- in uh, Victoria Gardens in Leeds. Yeah, big, have they got the Natural History Museum in Victoria? Yeah, Gardens? I mean, there's no natural history in Leeds in Museum's London. got some stuffed animals in the basement. Yeah, exactly. So, what, what, what animals has it got? Um, the tiger, I think. Yeah, we've got a hippo. There's a, mo- found a in, moose. Uh, the Wortley, really? The Wortley what? hippo. The wor- was it? What is it? Was it in Wortley? Yes. The uh, Bowen scored both his goals for Hull against us at Elland Road in a 2-0 win um, for Hull in, um, I think it's Bielsa's first season. So it was just before we were mulling over buying him. I don't have, for some reason, transfer marked. will not put the date of the game. Um, I don't know if you're aware, details. by the way, but you know when we had Billy Painter, he was actually nicknamed the Whirly Hippo when he was playing for, playing for Leeds. Uh but that's one. The best I've got. That's the only other time that he scored against us. He does have an assist against us Is that for it? Really? West Ham. Yeah, I think it's just because it was a really annoying mm. uh, defeat because you don't want to lose to Hull under the middle, any best of circumstances. And the date was the uh, it was that game, twenty uh, ninth of December. So he ruined Christmas just before the January window opened when we might have signed him. Hey, speaking of killing so animals. So he's written his own fate. Speaking of killing animals. Is this I'm, Trevor Brookings' wife? I'm, I made a note of Trevor Brookings' wife being in fur between, somewhere between the 56th and the 73rd minute. Um, I mean, what, what, do you think that fur all came from Stuart Atwell's mink farm? Does he have a mink farm? Definitely. Mistreats them as well. Mm. Like, all, uh, like all East End mums, <laughs> she looked uh, dressed for the FA Cup. I think that's the thing that's annoyed me most. It's not um, Trevor Brookings' wife, but the whole West Ham... FA Cup thinkers, Mark Noble, who obviously captained them from the bench today, as he always does, was giving it the, the full tears before the, the game. Where he's like, oh, it's me last season with West Ham, you know, you magic to win the FA Cup, and, you know, we'll get we'll get the red naps brand and the Lampard, and we're all the Pearly Queen. I mean, they're not... <laughs> Did you say Pearly Queen there? <laughs> Whoever. Uh, pearly Kings, Pearly Queen. Somebody Pearly will turn out. Easy to get, we all, if we get some Pearl soap, um... <laughs> I love um, how much this has annoyed you. Well, they've not even won I'm it since not, I'm, 1980. I'm still not quite sure what you're saying. The last time they won it was 1980 when it was Trevor Brooking. who's was like, oh, well, I never score a header apart from that one in the cup. Well, just, well, you know. Well, you know. And it's annoying. I would have liked to knock them out for that just to ruin some 
dreams, but um, we'll just have to rely on whoever plays them uh, next. This is it. This competition's been important to me throughout my whole life as a boy, living in a house full of West Ham fans. I was told all the stories of old Bobby Moore and Billy Bonds lived in the FA Cup. Ronnie Boyce. There were 12 of us in one room. (laughs) I never even heard of Ronnie Boyce. But if I said to you, who did Ronnie Boyce play for in the 60s? Ronnie Boyce was one of the enforcers for the craze. (laughs) He served serving 17 consecutive life sentences. And doubled up as a reserve midfielder for West Ham. We can't rule it out. And even then, um, because these were his programme notes that were already out, so it then transferred if you want the rampant commerciality that, that fits in with everything because everything, they've got that massive free stadium that everybody hates and they can't fill. Oh, I'm told there'll be thousands of thousands of young fans here on Sunday and whether you're a junior season ticket holder or a Claret member or whatever tier of, you know, payment that you your parents have paid, attending your first game at London Stadium or a young lead supporter cheering your team on. I hope you really enjoy the day. There's nothing better than going to football with your family and friends to give your team a cheer, <laughs> join, in the, join in the songs and have a fantastic time. Fantastic. <laughs> so was that Dick Van Dyke? Did we hear any West Ham songs today, apart from when they bombarded mm. them? They have, to, they have to force <laughs> bubbles into the face of every man, woman and child in the I stadium, otherwise they'll sit in silence. Stuart All Atwell. I could hear was lead songs. I think Stuart, Ronnie Boyce gets a mention in a, in a Half Man, Half Biscuit song, actually. Stuart Atwell force feeds bubbles to the mink. He does. Bubbles being the murdered chip of <laughs> Michael Jackson. He's an absolute, just, he's an absolute. As Trevor Brookings' wife got vile beast. Bubbles hanging up in the cupboard at home. <laughs> I feel like the way we've got. It's sl- a question I'm asking you. I, it's what I, I'm legally not allowed to answer. Everyone. You could just say no. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm not a liar, am I? Um, I'm sure she's a lovely. She must have absolute patience for saying to listen to Trevor going on about. I didn't get many with me, Ed. <laughs> I think given how far we've gone off piece shows how much importance we put on this. Yeah, it's uh, the magic of the FA Cup. FA Cup. And just, Moyes, Moyes says he's not seen a rerun of the first goal, but in real time, he says it didn't feel it would be ruled out. So it's almost like they put in a video assistant referee to help under circumstances where it all unfolds too quickly for the human eye. Yeah, whereas, and they could just uh, correct obvious decisions. To, to go further on Bielsa's view on it, he said he won't criticise officials because it would mean entering terrain which would not be good for football. Mink, farm, mink farms you want criticising some, you want some officials. Trevor Brooking wife news. Go on then. In June 1970, he married Hika, a Finnish au pair. Hmm. And is that go. her? It doesn't, Still, say, it doesn't say he's been... Is she the present Mrs. Brooking? It doesn't say he's been I mean, it might married just, to anyone else. It might have just been a lady that was sat next to Trevor Brooking. Yeah, that's true. We don't know for sure. Maybe he because at home going, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Wearing my coat. <laughs> um, we should wrap this up because we have gone quite far off piece. Um, but Paul does mention in the YouTube comments that Marcelo's record of not winning an FA Cup game does continue. Well it done. stands. He's got a better record in the league. Mm. So that stands in good stead for next week. Last team we beat in the FA Cup is, do you know, off top of your head? Cambridge. Correct, yes. Only because you tweeted it yesterday. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. So we're doing better than old uh, Newcastle still, even with their Kieran Trippied. That is the important thing. Um, We'll wrap it up there then. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will return with... um, Are we doing propaganda for this? Yeah, I suppose so. It'd be two weeks running, won't it? It'd be a lot of Cockney. Because we'll be able to um, track the Cockneys from this week when we've lost them to next week when we beat them. That's a good point, yeah. So propaganda will be coming up in a couple of days. It's that one, isn't it? That's the... The tune yes, for it. The, the, uh, and the weekly show as well. And uh, if you are a TSP Plus member, on, on the emails, isn't it? Feedback form. Yeah, the links on the, you know, the dildo might be might be back. 
Who's that? Remember, he had to apologise profusely for the presence oh, he of did, the dildo. Didn't he? Yes. So we may have dildo man. West Ham TV his, man, yeah. If he's still got to, uh, maybe that's what's still sorry about something. Maybe that's what we need. Marital aids. I think that's what's done for Bamford. Yeah, mm, possibly. On which note, thank you. The match ball. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.